Hello, and welcome to Autonomy Bytes, a program dedicated to keeping you up to date on the latest trends, technologies, and applications of autonomous systems. Uh, in each episode, uh, we uh, do uh, expert interviews highlighting uh, insights and opinions in a format that is educational and entertaining. Hi, I'm uh, Andrew Shepard, the Executive Director and Chief Scientist of Unmanned Aerial Systems, or UAS, at the Sinclair College National UAS Training and Certification Center, located in Dayton, Ohio. And as always, we uh, just want to thank uh, Sinclair for being the uh, sponsor of the program. And again, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Smith, who's a military and commercial experimental test pilot and aviation uh, industry expert consultant. Uh, hi, Ryan. How are you doing? Good. Great, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing well. So uh, it, for those that are tracking our show uh, in recent times, it's uh, now had our first snow in Ohio. So uh, we're going to have to acclimate to winter. But, uh, you know, such, such is life. Um, so speaking of Ohio, our guest today is actually a, uh, an Ohioan. Uh, we've got uh, Doug Hammond. Uh, he's our uh, Director of Applied Research and Development uh, for Unmanned Aerial Systems at Sinclair College. And uh, Doug is going to be joining us to talk about um, type certifications uh, and airworthiness for uh, unmanned aerial systems. So, uh, Doug, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Andrew, and thank you, Ryan, for having me on. Great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for being here. So um, I think today it's going to be a, a little uh, different uh, flow than we normally have, because uh, actually all of us have some experience in this space uh, and as practitioners. And so uh, we're going to just kind of chat a little bit. So, Doug, um, Sinclair has been supporting uh, Kansas State uh, and the FAA Center of Excellence or the Assure team uh, related to tracking the type certification process for small UAS. Uh, and uh, I thought we'd just start with, uh, you know, what does that process look like? Uh, what's involved? How's it been going? And uh, kind of go from there. Uh, yes, uh, you're right. We are tracking actually two projects fairly closely. One is a fixed wing, one is a uh, VTOL. Uh, through the FAA process, the type certification is, in essence, is the design approval of an aircraft and its components, uh, really assuring that the aircraft meets a certain safety standard that the FAA has set aside in, a, in, in the end to be able to fly over people. And that will ultimately lead to through other processes beyond line of sight and everything else that we want to get through the industry. Yeah. So uh, related to that, um, is there a particular category of aircraft that that process is focusing on at this point? Uh, yes. Um, the aircraft itself, if, if you know anything about the, the overall TC process through the FAA uh, governed under Part 21, uh, specifically Part 2117, 17A, looks at conventional aircraft. 17B looks at any of the special class, including airships, gliders, light aircraft, and now UAS. The reason that it's in, in a different uh, category within 2117 is that it doesn't have to go through the full uh, TC process that a conventional aircraft would have, but it really goes through more of a uh, durability, reliability testing to show the FAA that this aircraft can withstand a certain number of hours flown without having any major incidents that would occur during that period. Yeah. And so I know uh, the, the small UAS process uh, related to that durability and reliability process is focused on aircraft that are 55 pounds or less. So what we would call SUAS or small UAS. 
Um, I also know that there's been some companies that are in a heavier uh, weight class that are probably following the more traditional um, standard process of Part 21. Is that right? Uh, yes, that is correct. Anything over the 55 pounds would have to go through the standard uh, 2117A in those categories. Yeah, so so I'll just uh, kind of throw in, uh, obviously, I've been supporting you, Doug, as you've been working through that uh, project with Assure and supporting Kansas State. But uh, we also at the college have been working with several of the manufacturers uh, as they've been going through their paperwork development process and, and leading to the durability and flight uh, testing program. And so, um, you know, it certainly uh, is, is rigorous. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it with the drawings, uh, you know, the, the checklist, the manuals, uh, all the compliance documentation, mm-hmm. even getting to the flight test process, which then can take uh, at, at the low end, I think it's what, uh, 540 hours for 3000 people a square mile, if you have a low uh, probability of, of serious injury. And, and uh, if you want 3000 people a square mile, uh, in another category, it's, it's 1100 flight test hours. Uh, so that's that's a significant uh, investment of time and, and operational resources. So, um, But it's a differentiator and they see value in that. So uh, it's a good pathway forward. So yes, knowing Andrew, that that's... Long, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, Andrew. I'm jumping right in on top of you what happens when we just chat with each other. So uh, yeah. you know, how, how long has this process been along for the UA, been around for the UAS community? So uh, really the, the small uh, TC process, the means of compliance document was released at the end of February in 2020. Um, so it's not been around for, for very long. Um, I guess uh, the, the good and bad side of the companies that are going through it as the pathfinders are they're the pathfinders. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're, they're working their way through it as the FA is refining the process and, and certainly always safety is paramount, right? So, so nobody is, uh, is uh, pushing, uh, you know, beyond what is, is deemed to be safe and practical. So we, we always defer to the FA on all that. But yep, it's, it's almost been out two years now on the small US side. And so since there were quite a few small UAS that have been designed, built, sold prior to that, is there, is it the same process if I have an aircraft already in hand that I wanted, you know, that someone would want to get certified or is there a pathway for that? Or does it have to be only on new aircraft that you buy from an OEM? Uh, well, so that's a good question. So the process of type certification actually is conducted by the manufacturer working through the FAA process. So it's not the end customer that's going through the TC. It's it's the manufacturer, the original equipment manufacturer, the OEM. And so uh, it does not have to be uh, systems that are being built from scratch as part of the process. Um, there are several OEMs that had existing systems. I wouldn't quite call them legacy because nothing's really that old in, in the UAS. Uh, small UAS world, but uh, there are several OEMs that are taking systems that have been in operation for several years and are proceeding through. And there's a few that are actually um, almost designing as they go through the process and they get feedback from the FAA on, on areas to improve or mitigate. So it's it's a bit of both. Yeah. And, and is there is there a um, is there any particular organization? You know, I'm, I'm thinking. Obviously, the FAA does the actual certification, but is there is there a particular organization that just sort of gives you a you know a certification that just sort of says check mark? I'm thinking like you know the we used to say the union label on some electronic devices and stuff like that. That would be something maybe a step below what the FAA is doing that that uh, OEMs are working towards if they're not quite yet to that specific certification level? 
Well, certainly there's there's standards bodies out there like ASTM that have come up with guidance on um, you know industry standard uh, recommendations that that you could work towards. Um, they're not really coming in and certifying or stamping that you're following it. It's just these are guidance documents. Um, organizations like Sinclair, actually, you know, we're, we're not per se certifying an aircraft, but we'll go through it with someone and make sure that it's it's meeting uh, standards or it's going to be in compliance with the TC process if they want to proceed or it's ready to proceed at least. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The FAA is issuing the type certificate. And for a small UAS, actually, the type certi- uh, certificate process will include issuance of an airworthiness certificate and also a production certificate uh, for the uh, the system as well. So it's it's kind of all three major components that you need to be uh, uh, certified as an aircraft. So there's there's a lot that goes into that. But uh, you know the industry still still maturing, especially on the small side. And so there's not really like an external to FAA stamp unless Doug, if you want to throw something else you've you've seen in there. No, I I've not seen anything to date, but. Just to reiterate, yeah, it can be done with anything existing or coming out of the pipeline. And one of the things with the ones existing we're seeing is they know that production process a lot better, seem to know that so they can work through that paperwork a little quicker and hopefully get to the end. Some of the new ones that are coming out really haven't maybe had the experience with the FAA's production process. So they're learning that as they're going along. Um, But getting that done, like Andrew said, you get your three certificates and then you're kind of at the leading edge of, of the platforms coming out onto the market. Yeah. And so as we're thinking about this, uh, we're talking right now about small UAS type certification, airworthiness production certificates. Uh, you know, Ryan, I know you've had a lot of experience uh, in the traditional aircraft field, uh, manned aircraft systems. Um, you know, from your observation, you know, how does that differ from what you might've seen at a, at a large aircraft OEM or in the military? I think each one of those is a little bit different from themselves. So the military does its own airworthiness certification for military aircraft. um, And then obviously the FAA oversees any of the civilian aircraft. But in general, within the FAA process, I think it follows the same idea. You're looking for a design approval. You're going to get a type certificate. You're going to get a production certificate. So a lot of that part is exactly the same. As you might expect, because the risk is higher with airplanes that are carrying people, vice In this case, we're talking about aircraft that are flying over top of people. There's probably a little bit more rigor that goes into that certification process. It's going to take a little bit longer time to be able to get there. And rather than just showing the reliability of the aircraft, so in other words, you don't build a a, a small light aircraft to carry four people and have them go fly around for 8,000 hours, but instead you have very specific manufacturing processes you have to demonstrate Um, You have very specific in-flight maneuvers you have to demonstrate and things like that. And then you'll get a final ride with the FAA to be able to come look at it and and they'll give you the final certification. So it's it's a very much similar pathway, just maybe uh, longer and with very specific demonstrable, demonstrable points along the way, rather than trying to accumulate flight hours over time. Yeah, that's interesting. And of course, then we've got that middle ground uh, that's above 
small UAS, um, and maybe we're thinking uh, EV tolls. Uh, maybe they're being pursued right now, like Beta is proceeding with an aircraft design that's going to initially be piloted uh, with a, a human in the loop in the cockpit uh, as an electric uh, VTOL transitional fixed wing. And so they're going through what I would say is the traditional you know, flight certification process, or TCAC production certificate, um, with the, the idea of kind of vetting out the systems through uh, time and experience, and then eventually removing the pilot from the cockpit. And so that'll that'll be uh, interesting to see how that progresses. And of course, some of the other eVTOL companies aren't following that path at all, uh, but they're over 55 pounds. So uh, it's it's interesting. And, and I think it's nice that the FAA is uh, being accommodative of different approaches and uh, trying to be uh, flexible to industry needs. As new technologies are coming out, they're, they're not trying to make everyone shoehorn into an old approach. So... Um, yeah, that's great. So I know we're uh, we're kind of coming up towards the end. So I'm going to go round table here. Uh, Ryan, any any thoughts uh, you have on what the, the future might look like, or any closing observations? Well, I think it's exciting. You know, as we start to look at a lot of the EV tall aircraft, as you, you bring up, um, you know, the FAA just worked on their Part 23 certification for small manned airplanes not very long ago, and really, um, I would say they kind of lightened up that process to give the, uh, the person seeking the certificate uh, a, a few more options for the way that they can proceed down that pathway. I think that they will probably do that same thing as we start to see eVTOLs uh, come onto the market. And, you know, the, everybody, everyone may not follow, as you said, shoehorned into the exact same path, but they will all have to demonstrate a, a very high level of safety um, on their vehicles as they, as they come there. And I think that's, I think that's good kudos out to the FAA for being able to be flexible as we see the different kinds of designs and being able to adapt to the special needs of each aircraft as it comes along. Yeah, that's great. And uh, Doug, uh, what do you think? Uh, how do you how do you see us moving forward? Um, well, my my point on the SUAS back on that size aircraft is just encouraging as many of the companies that are interested in pursuing it to get in line with the FAA. I think the more we can get out there and the FAA will begin to see the, the desire for more uh, certified aircraft out there in the market. Uh, but also be patient. This is a new process for them. They're working through it. We're all working through it. And just be patient and kind of keep, keep going and keep working with the FAA to get these things approved. Yeah, that's great. And I would, I would agree. I think that uh, we look at the benefits that certification offer for small UAS and, and larger systems. Uh, there's definitely a value proposition there for the manufacturers to, to consider pursuing that. And in some cases, it's going to be required. I mean, really for, for broad commercial application. Um, it'd also be interesting to see how all this aligns from domestic U.S. Uh, regulation and, and those uh, certifications that might be happening uh, overseas. You know, so there's there's other thoughts happening in other parts of the world. So uh, just uh, keep keep apprised of it. If you're interested in the space, you certainly can contact us here at Sinclair because uh, we're very much in the space. Uh, but uh, you look for other resources as well. Uh, certainly check out the Assure U.S. Center of Excellence uh, research on the topics. And uh, you can also... Uh, get some more information from the FA's website itself. Uh, so, uh, well, we're, we're at the end of the show. Um, so these, these go faster all the time, I think, but uh, we just want to uh, uh, wrap it up. And uh, to do that, I'm going to hand it over to you, Ryan. Andrew, thanks for that. But just uh, before we leave that thought, if somebody was going to reach out to you at Sinclair, what would be the email or the uh, web address that they would find you at? 
Sure. Uh, well, our website is uas.sinclair.edu, or you can email us at uascenter at sinclair.edu. And right, uh, either one of good. those will be great. Exactly. Hey, we thank you for listening today. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. It's been a great conversation as we talk briefly about certification of small UAS and uh, all the other aircraft as they as they come out. We're excited about that. We'd like to thank our sponsor, the Sinclair College National UAS Training and Certification Center for making this show possible. And Andrew, what did we, uh, we talk about? What did we learn about today about certification process? Oh, uh, certification bites. Oh, autonomy bites. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate you joining us on Autonomy Bites. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.